Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is August 31st, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today, we have a very exciting and informative show planned for you. First of all, it's my honor to welcome back my friend Gene Deco to the show. He's a man who's definitely no stranger to this audience, many of whom discovered my channel because of Gene, because Gene graciously back in May of 2021, decided to make a guest appearance on my show. And uh, ever since then, my audience has been growing. All right. So uh, as I was saying, folks, I apologize. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulty here, just getting everybody situated. As you can see, we've got a lot of people. And as I was saying, uh, Gene is absolutely amazing. He came on my show and so many of you are here as a result. So I just wanted to express my gratitude. And for those who don't know, of course, Gene uh, is a 20 plus year veteran of the U.S. Navy submarine fleet. He's a lifelong martial arts instructor, a sensei. Uh, he's been a student and practitioner, maybe not a lifelong sensei, but certainly for a long time and certainly a lifelong uh, student and practitioner of naturopathic medicine. And of course, he's got remote viewing abilities, psychic abilities that he was born with that really well, augment his ability to give you. us this type of intel that he's going to provide to us. So in addition to hearing from Gene today, we're also going to hear, as you can see on your screen, from multiple different folks who are actually either from Lahaina or they're very familiar with the area, and they're here to discuss the latest developments. They're going to talk about some of their eyewitness accounts of the tragedy that unfolded there, which, as everybody knows at this point, was undoubtedly a directed energy weapon attack. And certainly in recent episodes, I've broken down for the audience what new developments have continued to emerge, but we're going to build upon that today. This is going to be our primary focus. So I'm going to just turn it over to Gene, and I'm going to have Gene give us a, a brief breakdown of some of the issues that are surrounding this whole incident that he's already talked about on some other episodes. He's just going to kind of provide a, a an overview to set the table, so to speak, and then he's going to introduce his guests, and they're going to really uh, dig in here and give you guys some really great information. So it's a pleasure to have all of you with me today. Thank you so much, Gene. I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you, Patriot. So we have um, some people I think the world knows. Eric West from Hawaii Real Estate is here. He was on Alex Jones. He's been quite a few places. He's been uh, very pivotal in Maui of getting the word out, the truth uh, about what's going on, showing the truth. Um, you know, he's not coming as blatant as I do, of course, about that it is directed energy weapon. I have the military experience to know what I'm looking at. I also have the physics background to know what I'm looking at. I know the melting temperature is steel 2000 to 2200 degrees, aluminum 1500 degrees. The Everything but the bone on a human body vaporizes or goes to ash at 850 degrees. So I, I know the facts and the figures and Eric has been really, I watched his drone footage uh, that he shows. And so he might be able to do some share screen as well. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and give, uh, if you could go ahead and give him co-hosts, um, he could share things. I have links to his stuff, uh, you know, but I don't know if I have his permission to share stuff. So I just will like first to turn it over to Eric because he has a whole lot of uh, information. He's there in Hawaii. He is um, helping the people of Hawaii. And if he could also tell for me, the big thing is to get help to the people of Lahaina. 
and he has way to do that. Uh, hopefully Donna, the nurse will be joining us. She has a way to do that as well. And for me, that's the first and primary focus. As far as how many children are missing, the math is really simple. So there are 3,001 in the census for children age in Lahaina that are, excuse children age, um, for school age children. And there are so far from my last counting two days ago of the information I have, which I don't know what is going on in, in Lahaina and Maui, I had that there were 1,000 children that have been accounted for that. Let me do the math. 3,001 minus 1,000 is 2,001 missing children. The question is, where did they go? I have heard reports and had people in Maui, in Lahaina, that told me they saw white panel vans during the smoke pulling up and all the smoke and the flames pulling up and getting children inside them. So where they went into other than the panel van after where did they go from there? I don't know. So with that, maybe Eric knows, um, I would just like to introduce Eric West uh, of Hawaii Real Estate and ask him to talk if that's okay with you, Patriot. Absolutely, Eric. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for being here. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, you'll have to unmute, sir. I think you might be muted, Eric. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Obviously, we're in the middle of uh, a war, even though it's might not seem like it, but we all know what's kind of going on over here. I've been very careful in my messaging just because my goal is to fill the gap between uh, what you are seeing and what I'm seeing. Obviously, you guys are probably on the mainland or somewhere else. So I'm here to show you what I see. That's why I put up the videos. That's why I put the drone out there, the, the 4K videos on the GoPro. Go watch those videos, share and subscribe to the channel, of course, because mainstream media and even certain algorithms are already starting to tone us down and, and uh, try to quiet the story. So right now what we're trying to do is uh, turn on the afterburners and I've got some ideas I want to share with you guys that I think will help move this forward in the plan of God. I truly feel like we're on a mission right now to uh, to awaken the world, to awaken Americans with what's going on over here, to bring in the next chapter, if you will, of, of where this country is heading in a good direction. Um, but uh, and, and believe it or not, we're on the same path um, of thinking which is, by the way, all my videos, everything is available for you guys to use in any way, shape, or form. It's all public domain. Repost it, use it. That's why I shot it. Never knowing ever that this would come into a military zone where you can't come and go and they'll arrest you. It's just crazy. So I'm glad I had the opportunity to shoot that footage. I believe the hand of God is on top of this entire situation and we'll be victorious in, in, in every capacity, in every way. And I think it's going to start a, a new wave of people getting involved in what's going on in our country because put it this way if you won't defend your vacation spot if you won't defend a place where 40 million americans have visited in the last 20 years if you won't get involved in this then man i'm telling you what it's a start sorry state of affairs but i know americans will respond to this but to answer your question where are the children where are the children that is going to be the focus of what we're doing here and i call it the tip of the spear the tip of the spear is where are the children because if you think about it strategically, if, if that doesn't motivate people, if you can't get motivated to help us find these children, but we're going to start answering the question, the way we're going to start answering the question, trust me, there's no information coming from these people. It's been, what, three weeks? That is obnoxious. 
So we're on our website called MauiLFG.org. We're going to install some buttons here. We're working on it right now this morning. Missing child button and safe child button. So we're going to just create the system so that we can quickly find out who's missing and who's safe. And we're going to reach out to the Department of Education. We're going to reach out to teachers. We're going to compile that list with this resource. And we're going to answer the question of what's the number, who's missing? Just a real simple exercise that the government should be able to, to pull off in, in a few days, you know, but obviously they're not, um, they're, they're not, they're not our friend. I, I, I think it's just obvious. So can I interrupt you, Eric, and ask that when you do that, you have them show a picture of the child with a newspaper or something like kind of a little appetizer if they're in Oahu, for example, with the date, the current date. So it verifies that children that child, that keiki is there on the date that they said, and it's not some old picture, and that that is a verifiable truth. So you're talking about if they are saying a child is safe, yes. that they should provide, a, so there's no bots or BS or whatever, there's not the nefarious interaction trying to say, oh yeah, this kid's fine, when in reality it's not, it's an outdated photo. So the photo should have a picture of a recent publication that proves that it's up to date. Thank you for that, that's amazing. That's a great idea. Gene. I'm used to enemy action and used to them pulling this over. And also wanted to interject and say, you know, you're saying that we are at war. Yeah, the whole world's on fire. If you go to a TikTok, a gentleman made a video. And then I love what uh, Fish, you interviewed him on your platform. He said there's happenstance, there's coincidence, and there's enemy action. And that's what Lahaina is. So go ahead, thank you. And Patriot, go ahead, and then uh, you can reintroduce Eric. Thank you. Well, Eric, I mean, that was one heck of an introduction, and I'm really excited to hear, uh, you know, what you have for us. And, uh, you know, I think it's absolutely true when you when you talk about, you know, the tip of the spear really being, that that's really what drove me into this movement, if you want the truth, is when I started to find out the truth about the children. And that's really what continues to drive me, even on my darkest days. And, you know, when I feel really frustrated and, you know, we all go through the same things on the way of this journey, but every time the, the number one thing that brings me back to that baseline is the children. And, and of course, this is a, a situation where we have to shine light on this. That's really what our job is as awakened patriots. And that's what we're here to do. So I'm really honored that you're with us today. And uh, you, you do have share screen, right? I think I made you a co-host. So if you have any... Um, anything for us to, to pull up your, you should be good to go. I don't know if I have anything to pull up necessarily. We're pretty much publishing everything on our YouTube channel, Hawaii real estate org. I just okay. implore your guests to please go to that channel, watch the videos, share the videos, subscribe to the channel and share it with people that have platforms. We are trying to get on platforms like this, but I think the more that we can bring awareness to what we're doing, because the next phase of this that I believe, I believe is coming and I think it's a good phase for, for America. And that is real simple. It's just so simple. We have rights and people need to read the constitution and know what their rights are. We have freedom. We have freedom to travel so people can come to Maui. I, I look at this like, and this is sort of a metaphor. If something tragic happened in your life, right? Something horrendously tragic. A lot of times your friends, you know, they might call and say, Hey, can I get you anything? Or, you know, we love, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, but a lot of them just kind of disappear. And then there's those friends that you have that are sitting at your kitchen table at six in the morning while you're crying, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't leave, they show up, they show up. And so what my call to action right now 
is for people to show up on Maui. And I'm tired of people just listening to stuff and, and scrolling and just, I love digital warriors, don't get me wrong, and we need you. But there's also another component of this that needs to bring it into real life. And that means boots on the ground, eyes on the ground, auditors on the ground, people at the courthouse, people protesting, people petitioning, people on the mainland need to come to Maui because one of the strategies that the enemy has right now is to choke us off economically, just like they did during COVID. We've had the preview to this show already. We know what's coming, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a whole generation of people, in my opinion, that are non-character actors in a video game that just don't do anything, just walk right through them. And I'm trying to activate those individuals. And it could be people with money that want to fund people to come over here, boots on the ground. We have a lot of empty hotel rooms. It'd be a good deal. Empty uh, you know, rental car agencies, empty restaurants. It's going to be the ultimate vacation. So if a patriot won't come to Maui, right, and enjoy a little toes in the sand, little margarita at the end of the day they won't go anywhere so if you can't we can't mobilize mobilize people to come to this island and reinvigorate this economy and don't just come for a vacation come to support to make your voice heard to force them to answer the call we have to put pressure on these individuals in a big way i'll give you a quick example yesterday i found out that they were ignoring the cats in Lahaina Town, the burn zone, there, the, the cats were not being fed. And there was an organization that called me, SaveTheCatsMaui.org or something like that, MauiSaveTheCats.org. They called me and they said, you know, the big organization that's supposed to do this, you, the Maui Humane Society that raises millions of dollars and has huge donors and supposedly is acting in the best interest of the cats and, and the dogs and the, the pets. They're not doing anything. They're doing it all wrong. They don't know where the cats are. They don't know how to trap them. They're lip servicing and they're going to kill all the cats. And so they asked me to help. So I did. I made phone calls. I tried to vet the story. I tried to make sure I couldn't get an answer from the Humane Society. No one called me back. I was on hold. They hung up on me. I got convinced that their story was true. So I did a call to action. You guys love cats? Go watch the video from last night. It's a very cute video with our, our cats. Within hours, there was a public outcry. The people flexed their muscle. I don't know what they did, but I got a text message later on that night from that lady. And she goes, the doors flew wide open. We were able to go into Lahaina. We were able to get the cats. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Not me, you guys. And I just have a platform. I'm just a messenger. But that's going to be the next call to action. That to me was a microcosm of what's possible with all of our platforms. If you're listening to this and you have a platform, we need to start bringing people to this island. Number one, to reinvigorate the economy. So it's a win-win. You can legally come here. It's a free country. And you can legally drive on a public road and you can legally bring your constitution with you and do the things that this that that constitution allows you to do because this is the front line of the battle and if you're just going to scroll great scroll but share the video subscribe and do what you can do but if you're a boots on the ground guy we want to marry you up with a with a funder just like what the enemy does right the enemy as we know funds poor people that don't have any money and gives them money to go do a bunch of fake stuff well i'm not asking for any fake stuff I'm asking for real patriots to get over here now, not next month, not in two months, a movement to help us win. Because that kind of pressure, I believe, will cause the right effect. Let me know what you think. I absolutely agree. And, uh, you know, actually, I just uh, I copied and pasted away. I think we have uh, roughly about uh, 1,700 people, almost 1,800. Uh, so I, I copied your uh, 
YouTube channel into the chat there. So everybody out there in the chat can immediately, you know, I think you're, you're delivering a powerful and passion message. That's very important for folks to hear. And I think you're absolutely right, Eric, in terms of, you know, transitioning away. And I won't go on too much of a jag here because we got a lot of folks to hear from, but transitioning away from sort of being like armchair warriors, uh, you know, digital warriors and, and, and sort of transitioning into actual, you know, physical action, nonviolent action. We have to, you know, maintain that, of course. But I think 100%. that that point is very well taken. And this is a type of situation we just mentioned the children. Uh, you mentioned, you know, animals. These are things that people have. A, I mean, children is really the the, the, the big common denominator. It's, it brings out ultimately the best in anyone who has any decency or integrity, integrity inside of them. Children ultimately go straight to the heart and animals much in the same way. And we saw yeah. the devastation and we have to do this. We have a, an obligation, a moral obligation whenever possible. And certainly there are folks out there who have the means. There are other folks who are you know, struggling to get by, but to do whatever you possibly can to support the people of Lahaina and the people of Maui uh, as a whole. So, Gene, let me ask you, um, I want to sort of defer to you in a sense, because uh, you were kind enough and gracious enough to bring your guests onto the show. Uh, and we have a number of folks here that, that we want to hear from. We have Wayne, we have Maui Joy, uh, we have Jim and Trina, and uh, we also have uh, Linda as well. So uh, who uh, who amongst uh, the, the the group would, would you think it would make sense to go to next uh, to provide some additional information from where Eric left off? Yeah, so I'd like to hear where Eric, where he can, people can get donation. And I love his idea, boots on the ground. For those people that are hikers and backpackers and military Navy SEALs, like my first instructor that was in Oahu that I trained under in uh, serious martial arts, not dojo martial art. He, I studied with him. He gave me my first black belt. I started in 1976. I got my black belt with him in 1987. That's when I became an instructor. And um, you know, I was always fortunate to get the best of the best. I have a, an excellent person in Puerto Rico. I've had two Shaolin. So, um, you know, I spent eight and a half years stationed in Pearl Harbor. Um, and so I have also, of course, gone to the Big Island and Kauai and other the islands. I love the islands. I love the people. My instructor was totally Kamaaina. I always go grind at his house, you know, eat the poopoos. Uh, go out on my lanais and do all of that kind of thing. So um, I just love the island. And I would say if you come to the islands and you're a hiker, you're a backpacker, uh, bring in those kind of supply, be, bring in your backpack because if the roads get jammed, you can hike in. You know, you know the territories, the people, can, you know, the grass is pretty, some places crispy. Uh, there's a lot that's not. And to just, you know, we're all the barricade, all this, lots and lots of people, lots and lots of, we're allowed by the constitution to assemble. We have the right of assembly. So I would like to ask Eric to, you know, he has a GoFundMe for the people. He said he's gonna account for what the money goes to whom uh, and to speak on that. Go ahead, Eric, please. Uh, you bet. So we have a, uh... 5013c that we're setting up as you know it takes time we didn't plan on doing any of this by the way i'm just a real estate agent um but we've been thrust into this so we are doing that paperwork as we speak but the fund that we created is called lahaina firefund.com lahaina firefund.com when you go to that you'll see a gofundme link or a give send go which we were kind of transitioning to because gofundme was kind of really slow rolling it matter of fact we just got 
the money on Tuesday, all that money is going to go into a 5013C for a church called Faith Family Maui that I've attended since the day I, I landed on this island. Very trustworthy pastor. We're creating a sub account basically in his bank account and all that money is going to go straight into the hands of other ministers and other pastors first. Secondly, into the hands of individual families. And but we just don't hand them a check. We make a video. So if you go to my channel, Hawaii Real Estate Org, you're going to see other survivors telling their story, giving witness, eyewitness accounts to what they happened and um, giving their own GoFundMe and their Venmos and their cash apps on that video. And within 24 hours, they're raising 40, 50, 60, 100 K directly to their accounts. So we're also still raising money for Maui LFG, which stands for Let's fill the gap. Let's find the gap. Let's fill the gap. Let's F and go. Let's do this thing. Right. It's a call to action and finding the gaps. So that 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 ministry or that not ministry, but that 5013C, that call to action is we're trying to find all the gaps in in many different areas. But specifically, if you want to give great, if you want to give to someone else, great. We just don't want the money to go to the Red Cross and these big organizations because many victims have called me from these other fires paradise and you know campfire and they're seeing a lot of the same signatures if you will of destruction that make no sense but they've told me that when it was all said and done these big names come in there they do a big dog and pony show and then they raise millions of dollars and it doesn't go to the victim so i'm trying to sort of revolutionize that to a degree which is like let's have every penny go into their hands and we're, we're gonna catch it all on video you're gonna see we I think we're over our goal of eight hundred eight thousand. And we're going to do another 808,000 and give it right to those people. We have to understand these people, a lot of them, I mean, they are literally the working class. A lot of them that come and talk to us, they don't have a, a bank account or they don't have an active phone that works. They don't have a, you know, so we're just trying to empower them and help them. And also, of course, you guys that are war strategists and you know that communication lines, if you can block communication lines is what they've done. Yesterday was the first day. That I was you know, two days ago, I was able to even have a little bit of 5G or 4G. So they have created a communications blackout. My spectrum, my internet uh, in the house just went back on day before yesterday. So how many days is of that of complete complete confusion? And one of the, only one of the reasons I've risen to to be a messenger on this island is I have a a, a a client of mine, Dave Crawford. Aloha, Dave, you're the man. He happened to have a commercial grade Starlink sitting in his garage in a house I sold him. And I have a small, had a small YouTube channel, and I thought, I'm just going to share what's going on here, because that's what I've always done. I did it during the COVID and raised money for the Maui Food Bank, because uh, people here were starving. But um, anyway, that's, that's a long answer to your question. But uh, ultimately, the more we can empower you guys to share the truth, to give the people that are actually doing the job, and, and knowing, I know this crowd knows, but the narrative that you're hearing is just complete lies in, in many, many areas and a lot of unanswered questions. And we're going to start with the spear tip, which is let's find the children. And that is, I think is going to evoke a very strong reaction from the general public. And we're not just going to pose the question and clickbait it. We are going to do our best to answer the question through our website, MauiLFG.org. Okay, excellent. Uh, so Gene, back to you. Uh, which one of these... Uh, which one of these folks do you think we should go to next? Do you want to go to Wayne? Um, so Jim and Trina have some things to share. So let's go to them. And then, you know, on what happened there with the pictures that Eric has on his website, like a car in a, a abandoned lot with some gravel and grass around it. Literally one 
I saw had grass right behind the bumper and the bumper was melted, the aluminum, which melts it well over a thousand degrees, about 1200 degrees, 1250 degrees melted steel. I saw a car with the front end with the uh, brake, part of the brake hub melting and going across the asphalt, which should have literally with that much heat going across it turned to uh, mush, but it flowed into the gutter. That's 2200 degrees. I saw blue cars that survived. The reason is the laser uh, or the maser, the microwave that they're using, uh, it's called a laser or microwave amplification, microwave and light amplification simulated emission of radiation is tuned to 666.2 terahertz. It ignores UN blue and Eric showed t-shirts that he pulled out of rubble that were unburned that were UN blue. It's pretty obvious. Uh, Calais or Wayne, I think, have also stated, uh, I think one of them was painting ways back and that they went to uh, got all kind of calls for people to have big, rich, famous people that a lot of their homes are untouched, their, their high-end mansion, but they painted their roofs blue. And you, Wayne showed cars um, where there's Eric Wayne showed cars all fried and then a blue car is fine. So it's pretty evident what we're looking at. You see a car surrounded by houses and grass, but the car is just cooked. I mean, I've seen car even in H on H1 in Oahu. When I was heading back, I used to work at Pearl Harbor on Ford Island. I would grab the ferry, you know, come back, get in my car, jump off, go down H1 to go up to uh, where I live in Mililani. And I saw a car burst into flames in front of me and we, we didn't get it out. We got the people out and I saw what it looks like for a regular car fire. The windows and the glass broke, but it did not melt. The aluminum did not melt. They, he also showed a traffic vehicle, uh, 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 police vehicle where the, uh, a lot of the car, uh, the glass and all of that melted, but on the top was the, the bar for the lights and the plastic blue light was plastic was not melted so and the red it also avoids red so the blue and red light was not melted so totally obvious what we're looking at i do know what we're looking at we have... can i can i share with you guys something real quick yes go ahead eric thank you so this is like cutting edge i haven't uh, i haven't revealed this yet because i think it's um it's pretty uh i don't know it's pretty crazy so yesterday uh there was an organization here at my home day before yesterday uh they were collecting samples so they literally went to those two cars you're talking about and they collected samples and remember those two cars if you go watch the video there's a dog that's inside that was hiding in the bumper that's dead and the spur is still fine the fur didn't get singed okay also that neighborhood is, is no, there's no homes that burned around it i went back to that neighborhood yesterday and i talked to some of the neighbors they said that there was these massive, massive embers that were flowing through the air. Their, their hair was singed. They, they said the amount of heat in the air was just insane. And there was just a, was a small grass, this is a grass fire. But at any rate, what I was told is these, these guys that were collecting the samples, one of the neighbors came out and was talking to them and said the day of the fire, I was hosing down the grass, trying to protect you know from this grass fire, just taking some precautions. And what he told this guy, and this is secondhand, right? I didn't hear this with my own ears, but this is what these guys that are from a very reputable organization, I don't want to say their name, but 
they said that they said in an instantaneous second, this gentleman felt like some kind of a shock wave. And then the grass, he said, looked like the waves that you see on a highway. If you've ever been going down the highway in Texas or in the summer, and you look ahead, it almost looks like a mirage. Mm, yeah. He said it was like a mirage. And then instantaneously, the cars incinerated and the, and the grass caught fire. So that's a secondhand story. I didn't hear it with my own ears. I'm going to go try to find that person and get them on tape. But I just want to share that with you because you seem to be someone that knows a little bit about these weapons. But I had a gentleman call me four days before all this happened. He was in Vietnam War in 1972. Sounded like a nice, you know, patriot from, from Florida. And he just wanted to tell me a story. He said, Eric, in 1972, I was in Vietnam. I was uh, brought to a hangar. I was a KC-135 operator, not the pilot, but an operator. And they had us install a microwave weapon on the side of this airplane. And we had to sign our life away that we wouldn't say a word for 30 years. He goes, then we used to fly that plane at 30, 40, 50,000 feet. And we could take out a Jeep's radar in 1972 at 30, 40, 50,000 feet. So he goes, Eric, if we were doing that in 1972, I can only imagine what the microwave uh, technology is like today. So I'm just putting all that out there. You guys digest it. I'm going to keep tr you know, tracking down these stories. But does any of that resonate with you? Yeah, so now the technology is such that if you hold out a, a stick with, you know, say a yellow tip on it, they can burn just the tip. Um, they could burn three inches up the stick. They can melt a car halfway down. They can melt it to the top of the asphalt without touching the asphalt. They could melt it. And none of the asphalt is melted. None of the asphalt is melted. There's not even a burn mark around the asphalt. Yeah, and there's a problem with that. I lived in Phoenix where the temperatures get over 130. I could put my thumb into the asphalt, then come back in the, in the winter in January when it was in the 70s, and I could see my thumbprint until the next summer when it would warm up again. So. Wow. When you have and that same thing on H1, when that car burned, the asphalt was mush. So there's a big problem with a car burning and not making it mush. And the waves, what you're seeing is the maser. It's the malaser where the microwaves are heating the air. So it's rippling and it's tuned. So it's only going to a certain depth. It's not touching the asphalt. They can regulate actually how far it extends outwards. Um, what frequency is that, what colors it burns, what it does, what it doesn't. Um, the refinement now is phenomenal. And they mostly do it by drones and by yep. aircraft because the upper, they don't do it from satellites. People keep going into satellites. They use them from satellites to create storms. But the storm, the 80 degree something winds, uh, hot winds. I've been in the islands, both in Puerto Rico and in Hawaii, where I've gone through hurricane. They're not dry. They're soaking wet, um, and I've you know seen 250 mile an hour winds on uh, Hurricane Hugo in Puerto Rico, and it was pulling jet streams off the curb, and everything was soaked. Uh, well, and here's, so here's, here's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. And there's so many things that don't make sense. The truth is hiding in plain sight. If people would just think, um, the winds came from the mountains to the ocean, like directly down, right? So I've lived here for 13 years. Lahaina is the least windiest place on earth. I mean, it is a wind the wind shadow of the West Maui mountains. Now I understand wind can go over the top of a mountain and accelerate down, I get that. But last time I checked, right, is it just me? But the hurricane was to our south. 
So, and I've even seen wind measurements of that hurricane that it was too far away to create that level of airflow up here. But it just seems like we'd have what we call a Kona wind. The wind would be coming from the ocean towards the mountains if the hurricane was down there. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a geologist or a whatever, a weather person, whatever they're called. But it just doesn't seem to make sense. That hurricane was too far away. Also, and I could, honestly, I could go on and on. There's FAA uh, flight records that apparently have not been revealed about what was flying in the sky that night. There's also the fact that there's still a TFR. We can't fly over there. And then there's also the fact that what I've heard from other intelligent people like you is that the, we have satellite technology that can, that can measure a flare-up on the Earth all the time. And so they could, in other words, the military, I think, probably knows exactly what happened here. And I'm not going to say it's the second Pearl Harbor, but it could be. But why are they not disclosing what we know they have the technology to disclose? I've also heard this is, you know, space uh, X or not X, but the, the you know, the, 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 the space division of the military. They have headquarters here. There's lasers mm -hmm. that were put up on Haleakala. There was a weather balloon from China that was here documented in the mainstream media just a few weeks ago. There was lasers in the sky, China. But is that diversionary? Are they trying to fall, you know, fly a false flag here? I don't know. But all I can tell you is that there's enough information here that the average American should be moved to doing more than just scrolling. They need to do whatever it is God is calling them to do. So let me explain this. Um... The way they steer, Hurricane Hugo was created. They created a low pressure zone. Um, they also created Katrina this way. They can create high pressure zone, low pressure zones to create hurricanes and then steer them. And they have a system called Gwen Towers that are like floating oil rigs where they are able to create these pressure zones, negative and positive. Uh, they can heat them up. They can dry them out. They can steer them up over mountains and back down in again and cause them to recirculate and cause it to be like a blast furnace where the winds keep circulating and getting hotter and hotter and faster and faster. That's all what you're seeing. Um, when I was in Pearl Harbor in a fast attack submarine, we did RIMPAC uh, with Soviet uh, submarines at the time. And I had seen uh, aerial footage at night in a storm of a topside watch on a Soviet submarine of the topside watch reading Pravda. And in the RIMPAC that I did, he they were tied in, Rus the Russian ships were tied up in Pearl Harbor, you know, just off, well, just off in the, in the harbor, but not on. And I, you know, went out to one of the submarine and I recognized the topside watch as a person I had seen through satellite surveillance. I could recognize his face. And if I read Russian, I could have read the paper he was reading. I said, you are naughty. You are reading on watch. And he goes, it was a storm <laughs> at night. So they can take pictures through clouds, fog, smoke, literally see who you are. If you hold out a newspaper, they could read the newspaper for it at night, in a storm, in a fire, anything. The technologies are vast. So um, all of that was way back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s that they had these technologies to steer these, to create these, to, to see what's going on, very precise, and all of that. So, you know, they-, so they Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you yes. a question. If the, if the government had this technology, and they mm -hmm. clearly know the government being the military, the government being the people in power. There's white hats that know, there's black hats that know. 
Well, are they just going to keep us in the dark? Are they just going to just not tell us what's going on here and just let this whole thing unfold? How do we affect change? How do we stop talking about what happened and start talking about what they're going to do and how we can counteract it? When are we going to start thinking like strategic uh, patriots that uh, back in the old days, you know, all the guys that get together with their muskets on their shoulder and they're saying, hey, this is what we got to do, guys. Yeah, exactly what you said. We we get the boots on the ground. We get the protests. We go to the Capitol buildings. Uh, we go to the government centers. We go to the areas where these travesties like Lahaina happen. We we put so many people there that we overwhelm. We overwhelm them. We have the right to assembly, but they, they can only, you know, they don't have that numbers. They don't have the numbers. So you have the United States Space Force, a huge deep underground military base, the primary one for that whole area of the Pacific. It's, I believe, the 81st Squadron. Um, those tunnels were being hit by the microwave system, so they could not come out and take out the uh, deep states weaponry that were being taken and hit onto Lahaina. Uh, there were fires. I don't know if you noticed there were fires in other locations on Maui at the same time that were not moving. Those are the dumb exits and entrances from the base for the 81st Squadron to come out with the, what are called TRs. It was back in my time, it was TR3s. Now they're like TR7 or something that are grab gravity controlled vehicles with those kind of weapons that they could pinpoint and take those other craft of the deep state out. Like Senator Dan Inouye said, the deep state has these craft that are thousands of years ahead, plus they have um, their own military, they have their own Air Force, their own Navy. And, you know, just like with Trump, they shot a missile and they had these on the F-16s accompanying Trump where they took out the missile. The missile was shot from a submarine that had been decommissioned and recommissioned by the deep state, by people they can pay who have no conscience, no soul, that they will sell and do anything and sell anything and do anything just for a few, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm getting upset about because so, I was military. Just catch me up real quick, because I honestly, I, I kind of tuned out after Trump didn't get elected. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on my life, my real estate business. And I just, you know, I just kind of tuned out because it seemed like a lot of misinformation and not, nothing from Q. And I was just like, you know what? It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I'm just going to focus on my life. So so catch me up, guys. Help me understand. <laughs> in your opinion, oh, wow. That's a, that's what, a tall order. <laughs> I know, it, it, but this, this this tactical information that's going to help me understand it, whoever wants to answer this question, like who who are we fighting and who's behind this and what's their end game? Well, yeah. Gene, let me ask you a question. It's kind of on that topic and it might help us, you know, hone in a little bit. Um, clearly, we know that this had to have been at least it, it, it was a multi-pronged attack with multiple different objectives. As we know, we, we talked about the children. We haven't really gotten into the 15 minute cities yet. We haven't uh, discussed the, the multiple different objectives, but we know that when the deep state goes operational, it's never just simply one objective. There are multiple different things, multiple different moving pieces at the same time. Um, but we, certainly we know that this was a hit on the Space Force. And actually, when I heard you talk about this, I think it was on Truthstream uh, yesterday, the day before, talking about how they were, uh, They, I, it sounded to me like they preemptively uh, basically neutralize the White Hat's ability to counterstrike. And one of my questions, I guess like a couple of questions is sort of somewhat related to, to Eric's question, which is a big one, of course, that uh, you mentioned, Eric, that the, the, the China had lasers, you know, that they, they had um, 
presence in the area that was documented on the mainstream media. We certainly know about the spy balloons. So are you thinking that, or do you have any uh, reason to believe or intel that suggests that the CCP was involved in this? Uh, and I mean, is it sort of, I think a lot of folks out there are wondering, I mean, we know it was the deep state, but we also know that the, the CCP really is the deep state. So are we looking at a nation state level attack here? And, uh, you know, so that's really one question. And my, my second question in terms of these weapons, I think a lot of folks are also wondering as well, the extent to which the cabal still retains this, you know, these arsenal of weapons. So when they use one, when they do go operational, uh, even though the White Hats weren't able in this case to respond in time to be able to uh, to, to mitigate it, bare minimum, or, or at least prevent the uh, mitigate or prevent the attack. Uh, do they leave some kind of a signature? Is there some sort of uh, a trail that gets left behind so that then the White Hats can track down these, you know, harp related weapons, the tectonic weapons, the directed energy weapons? Because if they can, this was clearly a highly sophisticated attack. So go ahead, Gene. Uh, before you say, before you answer, uh, I just want to throw in. What kind of samples should we be collecting right now? And did they use some kind of a oxidizer to oxidize the air? And what should we be what what should we be doing right now that we're just not knowing or forgetting, or we just now is the time? So what you're gonna look for is the same type of evidence you've been looking for before, where you see a um, evidence of very high energy, high temperatures with a whole lot of the air around it untouched. So, you know, in the, if, you know, I'll do a, a presentation on my platform, uh, I'll put it up on Real Gene Decode Rumble. So that goes and explains that. Um, there's a mountain of information along what you said. Who are they? <laughs> you know, this is a war between the deep state, and I have all the players of who those people are, the 13 families um, that, um, in uh, Be Wise as a Serpent book, he outlines those. And then there's a level above that of the higher up levels of the Vatican and the black and white and gray pope, the great pope is who runs the world for the Vatican up until that's now been removed of 13 families. And then there's a non-terrestrial component. And that's why Dr. Stephen Greer is getting that, tried to come out in Congress. He's been pushing and pushing. Um, this is also part of what happened in Lahaina, a feed, a bleed over, if you will, from paradise. There were Alpha Centurions, David Wilcock talked about this in Lahaina, or excuse me, in paradise that were going to go disclosure. Some of them had, that's why you see the cars burned with bodies still in them. The bones are left, that's it. Um, and all these same things we're seeing in Lahaina. Some of those people did come to Lahaina that escaped through tunnels underground tunnels under their homes and took up residence in Lahaina. And they were going to go to disclose, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer has whistleblowers about these kind of weapons, also neutrino weapons that can create earthquakes and, and storms like this as well. And um, he was gonna have them come. So this is to take those people out before they could actually come out and disclose as whistleblowers. It's part of a military intervention under the uh, Law of War Manual, uh, Section 11.3. There'll be military tribunals from this Lahaina situation, likely in 2024. So, you know, this ties into the election situation with Trump and all of this. It's a long and ongoing process that has to occur. But as you said, Eric, the people have got to get involved. We've got to get on the ground. You know, our job, people like Patriot and I am long in the tooth. I, you know, I went in to the military during NAM in 73. 
Um, I was in the Bay of Tonkin um, with a submarine that launched SEALs and watched them go out and come back. And I talked to them and I trained with them and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I do have the technological and the, you know, the security clearances to know all of this stuff. I did then um, also see the uh, weapons uh, of the U.S. Navy submarine force, the atomic weapons being offloaded, the missiles and taken into the dumb in, in um Alimano Crater. I watched a flatbed with two nuclear missiles drive into the side of that welded up metal plate that was a ammo storage during World War II. Uh, literally a vehicle that's too long to not come out the other side of the crater if it could drive into a solid steel and rock wall. Whilst at the same time, it, you know, I drove up on the crater rim and looked down on it and waited three hours and watched it come back out after I drove down and put my hand on the metal, the steel plate and the rock and felt it was solid. I, you know, I've been in the process of learning this. It's taken me 30 years to get up to speed and lots and lots of insiders. I've been benefited by having lots of people telling me things um, that I can't share who they were but I do know what I've been told. Plus I've witnessed and seen a lot of things due to my own clearance and my own knowledge in the electronic area as well. So it's a huge long story arc. Um, if you follow so up information answer, and all of that, you'll, you'll learn it. Could you just answer me this one question? How do you get from the world superpower cabal, deep state, all that high-end superpower, we're gonna take over the world stuff, to getting the agreement of someone like a Pelletier or the governor or the mayor or the people that are that could that could pull this off on a local level. How do you how do you connect those two elements together? How why would these people basically put themselves in this position? Because they're gonna they're gonna, you know, they're they're in they're in trouble. If they don't, you know, turn this thing around, their career could be over, they could go to jail. Do they really think just help me understand how do you connect yeah. the top to the bottom so that's a good question it's a series of techniques they use between blackmail bribery payoffs um and getting them letting them know beforehand that if they do these things they will be protected their families will be rewarded their children will get the best schools it's the same thing we saw with the Titanic, which was actually the Olympia, um, where they sunk a ship. Uh, they had it all set up ahead of time to be able to get the Federal Reserve in place. So it's a series of um, levels and you have you know levels within levels and you have cells within cells that this hand washes that hand and these people are protected and they know that if they lose their job they lose their career just like he was from the las vegas situation he's moved and they actually fail upwards i watched this in my own military career the people with the incompetence and the stupidity to do these kind of things and to just you know for the for the buck and for the gain in rank and pay would do whatever it is and they would fail upwards and I could not make rank for eight years and I made rank to the level I did faster than anybody else in the history of the U.S. Navy and after that and I was told eventually at a certain point that they had given me a test 
to do something that was immoral, I would not do it because it was an immoral and an illegal order, just like the police turning the people back in the fire. He could have very easily said, I'm not going to do that. People are going to get dead. I have to, you know, this is not a legal order. It's kind of obvious. You're watching flames and you're turning people back into them. You can look down the road, send somebody down the road like Fish did and have him come back. It's safe. Send people out of here. That's the kind of thing I did, but I did not follow the, the orders that would allow me to be one of the good old boys and to get all this wash. One hand washes another. And that's how the good old boys play it. It's through a whole system and hierarchy, through the Masonic degrees and all kinds of good old boy who, you know, I help you, you help me, you pat my back, I'll pat yours. Uh, you see it in the military where the generals, we now have 44 four-star generals and admirals. We had seven in World War II when we had over 10 times the number of men in arms. Uh, it, they have these huge, you know, they're in charge of all of these projects and the money comes through the, the budget, like when I ran a base and I said, yo, how do I know how much funding to give? And he just said, make it this amount based on uh, just what I'm telling you. <laughs> and yeah. so they're going to come and tell me proof why you may ask for this amount of millions of dollars. Well, I was told, but then the guy that above me, because I'm not one of the good I never told him that. So I backed it up with calculations and formulas and all of that. But this is how they play it. And so these so general... I get I, yep. I got I to head off to another uh, appointment I have here, but if, okay. we could just, uh, if you could just answer me one last question, then I got to go. What's the monkey wrench, right? What's the thing that we can do as an American people that they're not expecting that could actually thwart the plan? Because the way, I, honestly, the way I see things the last few years is they're just marching. They're just marching. They're taking ground. Now, maybe there's a whole subplot of things going on with the Marines and Trump and all that jazz, but I don't know. I don't know. Yes. So what can we do? What's what's the what's the call to action with all of your life experience and all the technical information and everything that you know that I don't know? If you yeah. uh, if you had to if you had to tell the American people, we the people, what do we do right now to thwart the plan? What's the smartest, wisest choice? Where do we direct that energy? What's the answer? Yeah. So exactly what you're doing, I'm doing, Patriot. For those that are digital wires and are good at doing it, do it. You got the knowledge, you got the information, you have the levels of intel, you have the full story, go get the story out. For those that are on the ground, get the story out. Go to Lahaina, get the people, go in front of the Capitol building, talk to the people, get people involved, get you know, I have my go there with the Constitution, go there with your self-educated, go there with your backpacks and all of this and your tents and everything and get the, you know, and then if you're, you know, contribute to Eric and to Nurse Donna uh, for the people of Lahaina to get what they need, because $700 when we're sending billions to Ukraine, that is and in Hawaii, that's like $300. I've lived there. It's way more expensive than anywhere in the mainland by far. That's a slap in the face. It's an insult. And an his insult. no comment, what a total insult. So, yeah, it is ab an absolute sin what's going on. And the Christians and the good people of the world like you, Eric, thank you for standing up, uh, being counted and get people to do the same. That's what we need to do. You know, we need to surprise them with the numbers of people show up. We need to surprise lawyers that are hearing that have a, con a conscience and want to get involved. Get involved. Peltier is also the coroner. I'm pretty darn sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. If that's against the statutes 
in Hawaii, in Maui, and the governor and all of this know, um, show the loss, the EAS not been going off, and then, you know, Kudina uh, or whatever his name is, saying that that was because it would the people would run away from the ocean up into flames. Are you in? Yeah, right. I believe, even, believe even that their, one. Even their, own, even their own website says that the sophisticated warning system is to warn citizens of danger and they are to turn, tune into their AM, FM radio or their cell phones and find out the source of the danger and do as instructed. So it's not even, they're, they're not, they're just lying blatantly in the face of people. Yes constantly so I, I would encourage people out there as well you know do your research man we we are living the information age i mean i shouldn't have to google that up and tell you guys hey man the website says this you know let's not be lazy in getting the information that can inform you so that you can know what to do like go study the map of maui so many people were like oh it's like everyone's okay no that's on the other side of the island get some situational awareness of what's going on, the topography, figure things out. There's a there's there's so much information you can get to, but I feel like what's happening is people are just lazy. They want to be spoon-fed everything. It's time to dig in. And the last thing I'm going to say before I got to go is there was a uh, there was a movie that came out. It was the first movie I saw after COVID. I think it was called is it is it is it uh, oh boy free 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 boy? Can someone help me with this? It came out and it was about this guy that's stuck in a video game. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It sounds to me like Ready Player One, but I don't know if that's the one you're referring to. Um, three. It sounds like the titles. It must be something different than I'm thinking of. Right. I'm gonna. I think this is important. Just hang on. I know it's weird, but it's important. Give me one second. So, you know, like while Eric you're said, while you're doing that, Eric, I would. Oh, sorry, Gene. I was just going to really quickly, uh, you know, to Eric's huh? question, you know, what is the X factor? You know, oh, what's yeah, the monkey yeah, yeah. wrench? And, you know, and it was interesting the way that, you, you know, you phrased the question, you know, what's the monkey wrench or what's the X factor uh, that would, you know, like thwart the plan? And I think actually the way I would look at it is, you know, what's the X factor or the monkey wrench that would amplify the plan, because I think the plan has always been to get people to a point where they're starting to get to now. And I commend you, Eric, just like Gene did, you know, for mobilizing. And I think that's really the answer. It's the mobilization of the people on multiple different levels. And as Gene pointed out, you know, we mobilize not necessarily all in the same way. I get your point, Eric, in terms of, yes, we have to get off the couch. We can't just simply be online and spreading information. We have to have boots on the ground. That's one type of mobilization that's severely lacking. And I totally agree with that. But, you know, folks all over the world are going to listen to this and they're going to be able to contribute in their own unique ways. And that has always been the plan. Now, it's obviously tragic that we have to be talking about this in the context of a real life, real situation a false flag in the sense that we're not being given the right information, but no doubt one of the worst tragedies that this country has ever seen. And I don't even think that uh, the general population that, that can the, that that's really fully sunk in yet. And that's of course tied to the mainstream media as well. So what we're doing in mobilizing in various different ways on various different battlefields and theaters of this war really is that X factor that's going to shift the tide in the other direction. And I think that we're doing that. We need to do it more. We can't be ever satisfied until ultimately victory is ours. So I just wanted to add that in. Sorry, Gene, go ahead. I, I yeah, found I'm out sorry. the name of the movie, by the way, it's free guy, free guy. You guys heard of it? Free guy. I haven't heard of that one. No. 
Okay, wow. so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a call to action out there. I know it's weird, but hey, we all love entertainment, right? You're all gonna sit down tonight and say, I want to watch a movie. I want to watch some Netflix. Go find the movie Free Guy and watch it, because just like the enemy puts out movies that kind of show what's coming, it's just a sensationalized sci-fi thing. But then it actually ends up happening. I believe God put out the movie Free Guy, because Free Guy is a story. It's a very very well done movie. I mean, it is so well done. The acting, the storyline, the end of it will will move you. Because it's about this one guy that's stuck in a video game and he figures out that he can change things. There's one guy. And he starts to try to convince other non-actionable people that that's the guy in a video game. This the guy just walks around and it hits a corner and doesn't do anything. He's just like a robot. He tries to convince those people, like, look, man, we can do something here. And he changes the outcome. And I'm telling you, man, that movie Free Guy is a message to every person out there that's listening to this, that's in their 20s, that's in their 30s, that's in their 40s, that has been completely derailed from this COVID and from all the craziness, the drugs, the, the marijuana, the depression, the Oxycontin, the, the digital addiction. They're just, they have been illuminized. They have been just disenfranchised of their mission. Like Brock, what's his name? Uh, the, you know. I can't remember his name right now. The Marine, right? Badass. You've got to have your mission. You've got to, you've got to be free. You have to be released to do your mission in your life. And that movie, I think, will speak to those kids that grew up on video games and love the adventure of going through a video game and being a hero and taking chances. I'm not saying anything about violence. All right? It's all peace-loving demonstrations of aloha, right? But it's still listening to God and realizing you don't have to keep going in circles. This is your chance to take your country back. Watch the movie, get inspired. I guarantee you, I know this. This is a movie that we all need to watch. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice break. I'm going to watch it tonight. And I'm telling you, it will wake up the, the generations of kids that have been forgotten, that don't have a purpose, that are missing their education, that are being told they have to go to university to, to learn something. They're just going to get indoctrinated with a bunch of BS let's be free let's be free and let's put this constitution to work and let's mobilize and do what god's asking you to do that's my message and i'm going to keep sending out the next thing that's going on here so you have the right information the right intel and and i'm open to suggestions on from you guys right if you see something i'm missing i want to have a continuing dialogue with you because i really respect and honor what you guys are doing obviously you've been doing it for a while i bet i just been selling real estate but I'm in the fight and I'm here to help and I'm here to do my part. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric. Really amazing work that you're doing right now. And I think a very passionate call to arms as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we can get you back on uh, at some point and uh, maybe we can do an update and just talk about where we're at. And hopefully at that point in time, we'll move the needle uh, you know, on multiple different fronts. So thank you for joining us once again. And uh, I know you got to go, but uh, you got a beautiful, beautiful scenery there. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Aloha <laughs> from Maui, Maui no Ka'oi. And we thank you guys for your support. We thank you for doing what God's calling you to do. And I guarantee you, this battleground is in your backyard, whether you know it or not. It's there. It's there coming. And we need to fight it right here. And I know we'll be victorious. And I seal this entire message in Jesus' name. The enemy cannot use it. Thank you Amen. for joining us and you got my number, uh, contact me and we'll can talk about where to go from here. Thank you Sounds for joining. Good. And thank, thank you for you your service, sir. Thank you for your God service. Bless. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha.
So thank you uh, to, for that. Um, so with that, I would like for, uh, if you're okay with it, you know, um, the, I do need to say that Chief uh, Emergency Operations System, EAS, uh, is a combined system that does the sirens, the best alert system in the United States. Many, many sirens go off. It's like Eric said, it's for fire, it's for tsunamis, it's for volcanoes, because they have them in Maui. You, you, if that went off, you check, you get text alerts, it's tied to that on your phone. It's tied to the internet, it's tied to everything. And none of that went off. Uh, Herman Andaya, who uh, is the chief of the EAS system, said they were not used uh, and now he's resigned. Uh, it's the same old footprint we see over and over and over. He said they were only used for tsunamis. Uh, of course they're not because you're in Hawaii where there's volcanoes. They're not gonna run into a volcano to run away from no tsunami. You, that's why it's tied to all those other systems. And so there are um, various, um, let me just share screen uh, the links right here on my PDF. You can go watch the information right there. The, the governor has an executor that the right to take the land from the natives. Go there. There's the executive order, the Hawaiian statute. This has been an ongoing land grab. There's the links there. So I'll do this document in full at a later time. But, I, you know, I think we have some very good people here. Aloha, uh, Maui peoples. So, um Jim and Trina, would you go ahead and take off after Patriot says a few words? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, absolutely, Gene. I think we could get, I'd love to be able to explore those links in some more detail, but you're right. We've got a number of folks uh, on the panel tonight who have been really patient and listening. And for the, for the past hour or so, I want to get them involved in the conversation. And uh, I know that uh, I don't know a lot about all of our guests because actually I'm just uh, meeting many of them today for the first time. I did speak briefly to Jim and Trina before we went live. And my understanding is you folks are from Southern California, but you have friends in the area, you're very familiar with the area. And so therefore you have a unique perspective to provide. So I'm very curious to hear what you folks have to say. Take it away. Thank you, Patriot. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, our, our work in Hawaii started a year or so back and we're seeing a transition and this is all falling in place. As Jean was saying, even the, the regulations that allow them to take a land grab from the, from the native peoples, the, in the big island, I, I came across a video on YouTube about how their animals are starving and there is no feed. And we felt that we could help with this. So we started investigating. We found that there's Hoku's legacy, legacy who does humanitarian work with children and their horses that they would use say 12, 12 bells a hay a week and then they were limited to 12 a month, which is forcing them to sell their cattle, their goats. And that also includes other feed. And this was going, this was taking away their sustainability back then. And there was no apparent reason except for, oh, because of COVID, we can't get the, we can't get the feed. Well, we investigated, we went to the major processors here on the west coast and we said we want to buy 4,000 bales and we want to buy x amount of other feed oh absolutely no problem and then when we said we're going to fly it to hawaii uh next thing you know we got a call back saying well you can't affect our pricing 
And we said, well, there's animals starving. People are giving up their animals and they wouldn't sell to us. So at that point, we went ahead and we've got, when, when Eric was talking about the humane resources, we had contacted one humane resource group on the Big Island, which is- And that's the uh, Hawaii Animal Kualana uh, Alliance and the Azar team, which is Animal Search and Rescue Team. We hooked up with them, with Lori and Cindy, and they've been doing work from the Big Island, helping Maui with this disaster. So it was great that we met them previously. And then the next step was when the Maui situation came in, it came to our attention that with all these laws that have been passed and everything are similar to what we're seeing across our whole country. When Eric says it's in our backyard, I mean, it's not just an island because we're all one in the same corruption that has like drugged that, yeah. into it here on the state has been there and it's the same manipulation like eric was saying well how did they get into in the position well a lot of them were put into position by the deep state they paid for their their position they manipulated much like gene said earlier that if you look at the people that were in charge of the water that were in charge of the police that were in charge of the fire department and all of those positions were all placed there for this time then you look at the idea of what they wanted to do with the smart city. They want to take all of Hawaii, not just Maui, but this is the first attempt. Then from there, they go to the smart cities in our country, I mean, in, in the mainland. So every state, if we, if we do not stand up at this now, it proliferates like a wire, wildfire. Well, obviously it's not a wildfire, but it's a cause fire that creates their pathway to be able to subject us against our our own will. This is what I felt was so powerful about Eric's conversation. Um, we have seen with our friends and such here, Kalei. Kalei has a lot of insight and he also has a lot of history on Hawaii. There's a lot of history with the royalty and how this was brought into being. I don't know how many people out there actually know because we, we've studied quite a bit and I know a lot of your followers, Patriot, know what's going on in our own gov government but it was brought in where their queen, which was actually mother of their people, was circumvented. And it was done to the point of manipulation where they can have changed control. Sound familiar? It's very similar to other places. We have a statement with that. I don't know, I think Jean was going to read that. That will be up to them. I didn't want to take too much time. I know Calais has to go. So I know he has some stuff to share, Jean. Um, we can continue on this if you'd like later, but that's what I wanted to share in regards to that, that this is not just a Hawaii problem, although this is the, this is the beginning of the fire. If we put it out here, it's in it's, the limelight, it's, it's bringing attention it's going to what's to, happening. It's going to make it much more difficult for them to play their games elsewhere. Yeah, let's light up the internet uh, and get this truth out and the truth about the islands too. So I do have that completely written up, but like you say, Kalei is getting close to have to go. So let's get Kalei on. That's okay with you, Patriot. Absolutely. I was going to transition right over and say, Kalei, welcome. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And I'm really interested in this angle, the historic angle that a lot of folks out there, I think are starting to put the pieces together a little bit at a time. So I'm, I'm really anxious to hear uh, some of the history that led us to this point. So take it away. This, um, this, 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 the history well, what's going to happen is I'm going to go out there this weekend, uh, stay out there three days with uh, my source, and uh, 
and see and, and get a picture of everything what's going to happen what's going to go on and for the future uh also you know eric was talking about uh boots on the ground getting into the areas where we can get evidence i i believe that the only way we can do that because not anybody can go in these areas you would have to have the authority at least a dot dod authority authorization to do this uh maybe one or two people just see you know get in there uh i don't know how to get that but uh i think that's a way to to get in there and get some evidence so we can you know get it out there um now as far as my uh friend that we gave a car to yesterday she weeped and she's still traumatized but she said a little things a little things about it when they when the house was burning they left uh there was a fencing that was blocking everybody from coming out the son grabbed a uh, fence uh, boat cutter and cut the fence and then all the people started scattering and they ran towards the highway from where they live that's what i gather now and uh, they stayed underneath the overpass as the place was burning and she said she just kind of wandered off and the son was telling her stay one place because the fire but she went this one area she said she didn't understand why where the fire was there was a whole lot of wind blowing but then as she walked up towards the mountain it was calm and peaceful no wind and so i kind of just heard her say that and then she jumped into some other stuff about the what she got to do and get her her thing going so i kind of like let let that go and then i told trina that you know she's still traumatized and she doesn't uh you know she'll she'll talk in spurts you know some of the stuff that happened so i'll get more of that later um but as far as this uh weekend it's going to be an awesome weekend and i can you know get with jean trina and everything and and just give a take on what's happening and how and um you know the information that we need to get out about the kingdom and all this stuff you know um it's it's an awesome awesome thing that's about to uh happen so yeah just be patient and then we'll, I'll try to get it out in a way that it doesn't jeopardize who I'm with and thank you folks for Absolutely. Thanks, Kalei, for joining us. Gene, did you have any follow-up questions for Kalei before he uh, has to leave? Well, there is getting the DOT permission, which is unlikely. There is showing up in such vast number that you just have a lot of people that people can video that they're there, up on the highway, wherever, cars, people walking, hiking, etc., just to show the numbers to go, like I said, we have the right to go to the capital to, of the Maui, of Oahu for the islands and the entirety, all of that, to, to write in so many petitions, so, or disclosure of evidence, go for you, um, go through all of the standard outlet, go get it all over the internet, like what happened with Trump's mugshot, make the internet plastered with it, make it so the world cannot ignore it because we let it go in Lahaina. It'll be everywhere in the world. It won't even just be the U.S. This group is international. It will be every place on Earth. It's already a lot of on Earth is on fire. This is ongoing. The whole middle of South America, the whole lower third of Africa, all over Europe, 
I mean, this we are in a hot war with these freaking monsters. We need to be seen. Two or three showing up with permission. Yeah, we need to get that to get in if you can get it. But just showing up, you know, having um, big, huge extension uh, where you raise up a pole with a GoPro on it. What are they going to say? You can't put over the fence. You can't go up above the fence and look. Uh, we're on public property. Can show me why I cannot be here. We have orders. Show me them. Show me them. Thousands of thousands showing up. Could we see that? Just make it evident what is going on. So like Eric said, I think boots on the ground is the key. Try to get the permissions. Try to get it through the channel. Also, through the courthouse, through the government, you know, demanding these people to, you know, to come clean, to do, you know, all of the people I've mentioned already, the governor, the, the head of the EAS, Chief Pelcher, all of these people, uh, just, just keep coming at them, just keep coming and coming and more and more people there. Uh, it'll boost the island, get money to these people, all of it. So thank you, Clay, for being here and all of the information and everything you're sharing. And so, you know, I will talk about things towards the end here, but I want to get the people of Maui, uh, the Ohana, to be able to share first. Pedro? Okay, Kalei, thank you once again for joining us. I know you have to uh, to leave the stream, but once again, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'd love to do another show and hear more about uh, some of your knowledge about the history. And you've been very patient, and I, I really appreciate you coming on. So, Gene. Um, which one of our guests do you think we should go to next? We just heard briefly from Jim and Trina, but we've got Wayne, Maui Joy, and we've got Maui Linda. Yeah, so let's hear from Wayne. Wayne has some good information, too. Hi, Gene. Hi, Patriot. Uh, Hi there, Wayne. Thank you for the platform here. Appreciate you taking the time to listen uh, to what I have to say. I'll try to be as clear and concise as possible. Uh, my my uh, position in this situation, uh, once the fire started, um, I just wanted to make sure Hawaii's uh, history uh, and its relationship to the United States uh, is accurate. Because there's going to be a lot of uh, people talking about the uh, Hawaiian history, and I know it's going to be distorted because it's uh, confused a lot of us who are native to the islands. And uh, we had to go down through a lot of rabbit holes in order to try to figure out what's happening. And I wish I could have uh, had an opportunity to talk with uh, Eric. Perhaps he can give me a call later. But uh, my name is Wayne Kaneshiro. I live on the island of Maui up in uh, Kula, the Keokea area, just on the slopes of Haleakala. Uh, my family has been in the, um, the court system during the Hawaiian Kingdom days that transitioned into the courts of the United States. But my main concern is uh, people understand um, the uh, a specific date uh, or some dates. I'm, I'm gonna bring up uh, the uh, insurgency uh, on Hawaii, on the Hawaiian kingdom started in Jan on January 17, 1893. So if you can remember that date, write it down. That's the beginning of heaven or trouble or evil. All right, and then so we uh, accelerate up to 1898, 55th Congress of the United States is the date that they annex, unilaterally annex Hawaii. So if you can remember that, it wasn't uh, pineapple uh, barons or sugarcane barons that created the Hevo, the Hevo was created right then and there. 
1898. Uh, if anybody wants to, you know, uh, research that, you know, I encourage you do your research. You're gonna see it. Uh, it's on on the online. Um, so, in essence, the United States Congress, uh, through a unilateral annexation, took the country of the um, the Hawaiian Kingdom. Now, looking at or comparing that with the, uh, you know, to today, can the United States annex Russia, Iraq, Iran, Syria? No, you cannot do it internally. If not, every every country could do that to another country. So, how can it be that Hawaii was taken by the United States? All right. So on top of being taken by the United States, the legislature or legislative branch of the United States government put a clause and blocked all of the Hawaiian cases coming to the now uh, United States courts. Uh, they blanketed that under a political question doctrine. I guess uh, I heard Derek Johnson bring that up a couple of times, Mulberry versus Madison. And uh, it blocks the Hawaiian people from uh, bringing or having the case heard in their courts because they set up camp after the, they annexed Hawaii. So basically we were operating in the matrix. So if uh, by, by uh, putting in that uh, political question doctrine, it blocks the uh, people from Hawaii to having the judicial branch of the United States adjudicate on whether or not uh, the issues concerning Hawaii was constitutionally correct or in line with the United States Constitution, which is not, but they're blocked from doing that. So the only branch left that can perhaps do something, perhaps veto, veto or um, like the president has uh, pardoning powers, but the only branch left would be the military branch. I mean, the uh, executive branch, the presidential branch. But if you look at well, the president since President McKinley, who initiated this uh, or implemented the uh, annexation of Hawaii in 1898, there was no president that uh, stepped in and interfered with what the legislature created in 1898. So the only one that sort of wasn't playing by the deep state rules was Trump when he had Sheriff Arpaio look into the birth certificate of Barack Obama and Sheriff Arpaio went to jail, if you remember. And then there was a uh, person who did some forensic search on the uh, birth certificate of Barack Obama. And he narrowed it down to a, uh, a woman that they lifted her information and put it on her birth certificate. Now, keep in mind the, uh, the, the health director at that time for the Department of Health, who was overseeing this uh, birth certificate situation, their plane, her plane crashed in, uh, just off the shores of Lanai. And out of all the people on their plane, she was the only one that died, she drowned. So that uh, raises suspicion, but the guy who did the forensic uh, birth certificate search, uh, he said he was a Democrat, and he, a, a Democrat and wanted to put all of this nonsense to rest. When he checked and he said he was an Obama supporter, it's on YouTube, you can go check it out. And he said, he, it's, it's uh, you know, conclusive to him that this birth certificate was put together. So, but because the executive branch, now they're, they're coming in and tangling Trump up, making, try to make sure that he doesn't 
get back into the presidential seat. Uh, the only branch of government left is the military under Article 2 of the United States Constitution. And that's why from long ago, you already said the military is the only way. And that's what I wanted to uh, convey to Eric West, that uh, military is the only way. We're seeing it go. I mean, the HEVA started here in 1898, and I knew long ago that it was going to end somewhere here in Hawaii. But, um, you know, I, wanted, I just wanted to get that message out and encourage people to do their own research. You know, don't rely on what I say. You know, try to disprove what I say. And then, uh, you know, you can come to your own conclusions. It's all part of waking up once you, once you know the truth. And I'm only here to help point you in the right direction because there's going to be a lot of information coming up. And a lot of people are going to be misled going, going into uh, rabbit holes that they'll get caught and stuck in for a long time. So I'm just, as part of this uh, point of the spear, ironically, I just brought that up yesterday, but it's being part of the point of the spear, we got to have a solid foundation. So in, if there is a situation where, you know, uh, uh, you find that, you know, what's up with Hawaii? How come, you know, strange things happen here? Well, it's because our history is entangled with the United States and people don't know what really happened. I mean, people, a lot of people use Pearl Harbor and the bombing of uh, the, the ships in, in Pearl Harbor. But there was an underlying tragedy on top of that. The Hawaiian kingdom was already being occupied and it's still occupied because the United States of America cannot show how they extinguished the sovereign continuity of the Hawaiian kingdom. That's my point. And, and all of this was, you know, a lot of it, um, there was people already created or, or, or created a piece of the puzzle some of us saw it, and now we need everybody to put it together. So once people can put the pieces of puzzles together, you'll see the invisible enemy. It's not that I have anything against any other country. It's that there's a, a bunch of Kabbalists, and I've been telling people for a long time that this invisible enemy is uh, surrounding in front of you, yet you cannot see it until that reticulated activation device in the back of your brain kicks in. Somebody puts you on the target. And now from now on, you're going to see it. There was a guy taking a video in Lahaina and he was kind of running around and half apologizing for taking videos because the sensitivity of it all. And then people were threatening him. The only people going to threaten you is the one that wants to cover up something. So right there while he's running away and there's nobody chasing him. That's the invisible enemy. It's playing in the back of your mind. You got to say, you know what? I'm doing this for evidence, just like they did in 9-11. There's so much cameras. And pretty soon you look, where's the plane? I see the, you know, the, the hill in the building, and I went down to that ground zero. And I'm thinking to myself, there ain't no way I, one single airplane can drop a huge building like that. The flame to, to melt or the heat to melt that, that steel, you, know, you run out of fuel. And the same thing here. And then building number seven going down. How did that happen? But that's just my opinion. But if you look at it, you're looking at the melted wheels on some of the vehicles, melted brake calipers. I mean, if you take a cutting torch and apply that cutting torch to the wheels, it'll take you forever. You, you, you'd have to, have to have a lot of fuel in order to just get the, the aluminum wheel to liquidate. But uh, yeah, there's so much anomalies. Uh, sorry about that. It's become criminal. But who do we find you know, to hold responsible? But anyway, I just wanted to shed some light. And then perhaps one day when uh, 
I get my technical equipment up and running, I can put something better and then I can share it with you folks. All right. Thank that was you. amazing, Wayne. That was amazing off the top of your head, just like that. I mean, we're, we're sitting here commenting at how incredible this information is. Matter of fact, I mean, I'll, I'll let Gene uh, respond in just a moment. I just wanted to say, I mean, I'd love to have you back on and, uh, you know, have you talk more about this history. I think it'd be fascinating because I think we just, you know, I mean, you, you provided a great overview, but I think we could go into much more depth and get people to really understand because you, you actually dropped some information. I I had never heard before about the annexation of Hawaii, or I think I had um, maybe loosely heard about some of this history, but as you pointed out, putting the puzzle pieces together, that's why the audience is here. I mean, th th this is the, uh, <laughs> th that's the type of uh, breed that we are. We want to put all the puzzle pieces together. So I would love to have you back on if you're willing at some point uh, to go through that history in more detail. So Gene, back to you. Yeah, so first of all, I want to comment what you know Wayne said about 911, that there was a parking lot two or so blocks away that had all the cars fried, but nothing else. The the you know the railings had the paint intact and no marks on the concrete, no marks on the on the concrete of the pad, no marks on the concrete where the guardrails are. The paint on the guardrails are fine, just like we saw in Paradise and like we see in Lahaina where guardrails are melted, but the wood is fine. The bolts are still there. The bolts is, the bolts are still true. Um, and the bolts are usually actually uh, a grade eight or 10 where they're higher melting. To, those are stainless steel. Usually they are much harder to melt. And yet, like, you know, Wayne, I've worked on cars, too. I built a few of them from the frame up in one of them in Hawaii. Uh, in Oahu. So um, I know how hard it is to cut through with the torch. Those, it's not something easy. It's the same thing with 911. Those huge beams, that's very high grade steel. Actually, the jet fuel, which is essentially kerosene, does not get to a high enough melting temperature to even get it soft, let alone encased in concrete, and let alone, you know, all the way down to the base of the building so that all of that and it was you know we saw the the zip tie look of uh explosions per floor going off if you do the math of one half acceleration times uh well my mind's going blank now but the math for the how fast you can convert it to how fast something should fall those buildings are coming down near free fall rate essentially if you were to drop a brick in a vacuum that a brick would barely get to the ground as fast as the building that has a whole bunch of material under it. That's not possible. That's why they said in Building Seven we have recordings of the, you know, the police chief and the the uh, police uh, and the fire department saying they're going to pull the building, pull back, but drop back. They're going to pull the building. That's demolitions. So then on to the situation in Hawaii was taken under force of arms. And I know while I was stationed there on my last tour before I retired in Pearl Harbor it, between 1990 and 1994, the Hawaiian people, the Ali'i, the uh, elders actually got through Congress in the United States government, their autonomy back. It's on the books if we can get people to find it. It's somewhere between 1990 and 1994. I don't remember the precise date that I've, I learned this, but I know it's there. So that's a hidden history as well. 
And so with that, I think if you're okay with it, uh, we have Donna here who is gonna be coming through, I think Jim and Trina, she's on phone. Uh, that, so they'll come through their speaker. Go ahead, Pete. Oh yeah, well, you know what? Let's just uh, go over it, uh, Jim and Trina, uh, to you folks, are they coming? Is that where the audio is coming from your speaker? Is that what you said, Gene? Yes, it's gonna come through ours. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, let's just, uh, let's just keep rolling here. I mean, this is such great information. I think the audience is loving it. So, um, who do we have? Uh, we're going to talk to, uh, what was the name again? I'm sorry. Donna. 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 Okay. My apologies. Donna. Welcome. Aloha. Aloha. So, uh, the floor Thank is you, yours. Everybody. Go ahead, Donna. Go ahead, Donna. What can Thank you tell you. us? Oh, um, I'm Donna Sterling. I live in Kahikinui, resident for 22 years. And I wanted to share, and I thank everybody here today for supporting uh, my teacher, Kumu Kimahipaki, who, um, um, through her ancestor, Kupuna, has a meaning of A-L-O-H-A. And if I may, Jean, may I please um, read what her interpretation is from 1962 um, to the Hawaiian Civic Club. So aloha is something that is there. We can feel it, but cannot touch it. Aloha is a way of life because it takes your heart. The five ways to bring aloha out are your eyes, your spoken words, your hands, your hearing, and your breath. Everyone says aloha. Every Malahini says aloha. How many of us remember how to say aloha from the heart? Today, aloha is taken for granted. And this is from the minutes of the Hawaiian Civic Club, 1962. A is akahi, akahai, to feel and to think with kindness. L, lokahi, to stand firmly in unity and in harmony. O, olu olu. To balance your thinking as well as your feeling, the agreeable, pleasantness. H, ha, ha to be humble, humility expressed with modesty. A, ahonui, to persevere, learn to apply patience. To be patient, you learn to stand alone. That is from Pilahitaki. You can look on um, YouTube, online, Google her. A uh, fascinating um, uh, video with Mo Kiale. And I think right now I'm going to go into um, Ipule singing the uh, doxology in Hawaiian. And it is simple in English. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. over here mahalo for sharing more to come jean love you and trina and 
Jim. Thank you, Donna. Can I ask uh, if you would give first in English, then in your native Hawaiian, a prayer for the people of Lahaina and Maui? I restoration and to cover this sad event. Aye. Thank you so much, Jean. In my in my heart, everybody, just keep going. So can you give a prayer for the peoples uh, and also in English than in Hawaiian? Kapuleakahaku, um, which is the Lord's prayer. May I? Yes, please. E koma koma kuilo kapulani, e huano ia koinoa. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. E hiki mai pumi, thy kingdom come. E malama ia ko maki maki maka honua nei, thy will be done on earth. E liki mai ia i malama ia ba kalani la, as it is in heaven. E haave mai ia mako ike ia la, i aina mako no nei ia la. Give us this day our daily bread. E karamaiho ia mako, i ka mako lave hala anu, and forgive us our debts. Me mako e kalane i kapoe, i lave hala i kamako, as we forgive our debtors. Me mako e kalane i kapoe, i lave hala i kamako, as we forgive our debtors. Mai ho kuro oe i mako i kahoovale vale i mai, and lead us not in temptation. E hoopakele no na e i mako i ka ino, but deliver us from evil. No kamea, no keo puni, for thine is the kingdom. Ame kamana, ame kahoonania, amaoloa aku, ameni, and the power and the glory forever, ameni. Mahalo. Ah, oh, mahalo, so beautiful, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Donna, so much. God bless. Um, Patriot. Sorry, I was I was muted there. I just I piped in to say that, that that was beautiful and mahalo, but unfortunately I was muted. So I just wanted to make sure I said that. Go ahead, Gene. No, um, if it's okay with you, Patriot, um, Jim and Trina have another person on the phone from Maui. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, actually, Gene, uh, Linda is logged in, so she should be able to respond to you. Okay. So oh, Linda. yes, Maui Linda, there you are. Aloha, Welcome. can you folks hear me? Aloha, yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Okay, yes. And my name is Linda Lapina. I'm from Maui. I live up country, uh, up country Makawa. And uh, uh, all I got to say is thank you very much for all the sharing and thank you for your support upon our people on Maui, in Lahaina, in Kula. And you know, pray for us that it doesn't go the way they want it to go with this smart city. Uh, because we all disagree. Me as a Kanaka, I disagree with it. And I'm pretty sure all of my brothers and my titas that's online. And, you know, as far as you folks there in the States, I know you folks disagree with that too. You know, not because the millionaires, billionaires, they want to run the world. I don't think so. It's, 
if God had that in his mind to do, that would have been done a long time ago. But my thing is, you know, so much truth is coming out from the inside. And that is from everyone's, as Kanaka, is from our na'au, which is our opu, yeah? And that's truth. That is the real truth. That is the real love that my family share uh, on this broadcast and one another as they walk round and about of the islands. Right now, I'm in Honolulu. I'm in Nanakuli. I'm on the Wainai Coast, the west side. And for whatever reason, our side of this island is uh, starting to catch fire, left and right. You know, I don't know if you get copycats who's starting these fires, but it's pretty much in uh, Makua. We have the military up there. So it's kind of catching in around those areas or similar close where the military used to have, uh, where they used to practice at, you know, with the ammunitions and stuff. All in that area is catching fire. And, you know, I, I don't know what's in the ground that can cause big damage on that side of the island. But that side of the island is more um, people like it because of the ocean. You know, the scenery. If you flatten out that area, it's beautiful. It's top of the line lifestyle you can have out there. But it's just, uh, it's heart wrenching, you know, because my daughter and my grandchildren, they all live in Lahaina. And because they're in Lahaina, there's a whole thing they're going through, you know. Um, so far, I thank God because they work for the Hyatt. So the Hyatt had the applications all set up and all they needed to do, go to the Red Cross and receive the keys. So they have three, three uh, months to stay there and uh, kind of be safe, you know, from where they're at. So the video we've been watching with the two cars, on the top side, you see all that big homes. That's where my daughter live. So, she said, Mom, when I showed her that, and she said, Mom, if the flame had caught, we'd be gone instantly. And, you know, again, prayer, lots and lots of prayer. And I thank God every day that my babies is safe and many more of the Kanakas and the Malahinis that, you know, walking and breathing, that they're safe. And for those that we lost, I pray that they're all in the arms of God instantly. They, they never suffer when they're into this. So for me, you know, thank you. Just being on and listening to all the shared the deepness of what the truth coming out from Obama and, you know, as a Hawaiian kingdom. There's a whole lot to swallow. Even us as Kanakas, we're learning. As we get older, we learn what had happened in the past. Because back then, our grandparents never told our parents. Our parents never told us. So if you never go do genealogy work, you wouldn't know that. You have no clue about it. You would have to learn from the outside of our uh, the rest of the Kanakas who's doing the work. So I just happen to be one of those who did genealogy work for my family. And uh, because my history go back to the missionaries that came 
and they came on a boat and they were going to be taken out. I guess they was in a pleasing to whoever the boat that they came on, but took one Kanaka to save them. And his name was Oluhana. And he took them off and he introduced them to the king, King Kamehameha. So my name, I come from Isaac Davis. I, I'm pretty sure you folks must have heard a few songs. They talk about the two haulis that came on a boat and saved, you know, that became with King Kamehameha. So I'm from Isaac. When Isaac was taken out because he was part of the king from Kauai, John Young had taken over his kids. So I am the direct line from that, from Isaac Davis and John Young. So I carry the Young that is very couple in the name. If uh, people don't really understand what it is, then, you know, things happen to them. But because I'm direct and I understand, did my little homework for my family, I have better understanding and as well as all that's been shared on a platform today. It much is breath, you know, breath of fresh air just to know that you folks on the outside in the States, I have never, I don't travel to the States, so I don't know. But you guys all got to hear what's going on. And I thank God for the truth that's coming forward, you know. So pretty much, thank you very much, Jean. Thank you, you know, all that's on the panel. Thank you and aloha. Aloha, Linda. And I have to tell Patriot that, um, I don't know how to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart and my soul for enabling this to happen today for the people of the world to hear the truth and to hear the aloha, the, the love, the ohana, the family um, of who the Hawaiian people are. And you know, I'm going to get out the history along with what Wayne has said, a more in-depth history so um, I turn it back to you, Patriot. Thank you. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart and my soul, thank you. And God bless, Patriot. Thank you. Well, God bless you, Gene, and God bless everyone here. And truly, it's my honor to, to provide the platform. I, I had no idea that it was going to be as powerful as it's been. And I'm actually getting a little bit emotional listening to all of you. And uh, it's, it's truly amazing from all of the history that we've learned today. And really just the, like Gene said, the, the aloha, the love, the community, the, the real story, the real truth of what's happening there. And there's obviously a lot more to unravel, but I've learned an amazing amount today. But the spiritual element of the conversation is just blown me away. And I I just want to thank everybody here that's on the panel. Everyone is, has offered something truly unique and special. And this really is an act of love for the people of Hawaii, for the people of Lahaina specifically, and really for all of humanity. But I think this is an outpouring of love that we're going to get from the audience. And, uh, you know, we, we had a great conversation tonight. I know we still may uh, go on a little bit farther, but, you know, we started out with Eric and really with the call to arms and, uh, in, in essence, mobilization, not call to arms, literally, but mobilization of the people uh, surrounding what happened in Lahaina. And from there, we really progressed into a, an unbelievable conversation that's included so much history. And it's been 
amazingly powerful. So thank you, Gene, for giving me the opportunity, I want to say, uh, for, for bringing this uh, to, to my platform. Really, you're the one who made this happen. So thank you and God bless. And I know um, I see that we've got, uh, I know that we've heard uh, from Calais, we've heard from uh, Jim and Trina, of course, uh, Maui Joy uh, messaged and said she was just here to listen tonight. Maui Linda just spoken. Of course, we heard from Wayne and Eric earlier, but we have um, someone else on the call, Colette. Um, so uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I've never met Colette before. Gene, do you want to uh, talk before I, I pass it over to Colette and yeah, introduce so, her? Yeah. So from the first time you had me on your platform, Patriot, you've made a real difference in the world. You know, we all have to do our part. I do my best to to get the truth out. You know, we all get attacked from this, you know, when we get the truth out, you know, you're on, you know, we say in the military, you know, you're on target when you're catching flack. And I've been called everything there is to be called. Um, so this is how we know we're getting the information out. And you said, I was told on a platform the other day that I've stood the test of time uh, on Charlie Ward said that to me that um, yesterday. Uh, by, you know, saying the same thing, not changing my story, not changing what I'm saying, it's the truth. And this is how the world knows. And you have to, Patriot, you have stood the test of time. You've been doing this and you have not backed down. So thank you. Well, it's an honor, Gene. And, uh, you know, I, I could go back and forth with you all night with the gratitude. But like I said, at, you know, in the, in the very beginning of the show, when we were doing our introductions, we had some technical difficulty. Some of it may have been lost, but I'll just underscore it here once again. You're uh, agreeing to come on my platform when I had a brand new show and bring so many of the people to my platform that are probably listening right now and undoubtedly will listen to this video uh, my gratitude is just, you know, it's ever expanding. And I think it's wonderful that we've been able to develop such a great working relationship where we can bring out the truth, work with one another. And you're absolutely right. And, and, and that would ultimately lead to this, the, the type of relationship that would bring something like this together. And, and ultimately, I think it's really something beautiful that's happening today. And I think it's, it's just incredible. And you're right, you have been consistent, you've been saying the same things. And ultimately, you know, You've had the same message. You've been uh, one of my primary sources of information for a very, very long time. So the, just the even the ability to have conversations with you uh, is is just a true blessing. And, and this is absolutely amazing. So um, thank you, Gene. And God bless. And God bless everybody here. I mean, you are truly incredible, incredible human beings for, for being here and for ultimately stepping forward for humanity to to really amplify the message and the message I think on this show has is really going to, in, in many ways, I think, transform the conversation for people who are really listening and wanting to understand what happened, not just what happened, but the, the history that led up to it and everything, the devastation that it's caused. And I think probably most importantly, the powerful spiritual energy of the people that we've experienced here tonight. Uh, so thank you once again, Gene. So I, I could go on as, as my audience well knows, but I want to give everybody an ample time tonight on this platform to say their piece and to bring their special contribution. So Colette, why don't we uh, turn it over to you and just introduce yourself to the audience. Let us know a little bit about yourself and uh, wh whatever <laughs> it is that you can share with us. We'd love to hear it. 
Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, I'm Colette Cleveland. I'm half Hawaiian, half Portuguese. My all I can say is my mother's uncle was a cup cup barrier to King Kamehameha. He was the one that would take the cup and make sure there's no poison before the king eats and drink. That was my mom's uncle. Uh, my grandfather was Mitchell Paoli. He was a mayor, honorary mayor of Molokai for 23 years. He took over Kalapapa after Father Damien. And uh, he used to go down at the donkey ride. And when I was little, he took care of me. I, I lived with him for a while. And um, he's the one that taught me Aloha spirit, how to greet. He took me to the airport and we stay there for hours greeting. Every tourist that comes through the gate, we give him a lay and we give him a kiss. So he taught me about love and Aloha. Uh, my grandfather also would have his picture on, on the Bank of Hawaii on the on the wall. Um, he was a very prominent man. He would travel all over the world and do uh, blessings for um, New York City, Chicago, all the buildings that he would be there to bless. They would call him to travel. And uh, the day that he passed away, he called me and he said, can I come visit you? Uh, it's time for me to leave. And I said, where are you going? He says, time for me to go home. He was 85 years old. So he got his suit on, wore his hat, had his Bible, and he visited all of us. And as he went home, he lied down to sleep and he passed away. But um, concerning the fire, we had fire up here. I remember my alarm went off. My phone went off the next morning after Lahaina fire at 4.30 a.m. I was doing breakfast for my husband and my alarm went off, emergency alert. But it said for all us country, upcountry people to go to the center right now because the fire was on top of our place. So I kind of went out, I saw the flames, I followed it to the top and it was coming down. But thank God there was this wind, like this rushing wind it was like it's over 60 miles an hour. It was very windy, things was flying. And it took the wind and it moved it upward towards cooler 200. And when it went up, I followed it around the house, came down to Omaupil, and then a friend of ours gave us a call. She, uh, her house totally burned down. She had a two-story house. This was like Omaupil going towards Kahului. But um, that's all I know. But I, I, I've been um, just following and paying attention to what's going on. And I, I just realized it's like a big dragon woke up, you know, a sleeping dragon. And I see that the lid, of the apocalypse has blown off. There's a lid that just blown. And when I was in my kitchen, I was praying and I asked the Lord because I get kind of like really um, <laughs> upset. But the Lord reminded me, he says, this is not a doomsday. And he said, it's not the end, but I did put the lid off. It is apocalypse. And I said, okay, but what's going to come out of this is I believe that we're going to have victory because all of the United States has its eye on Hawaii. We are the first to be the example. And I believe if we lose, everybody lose. We win, everybody win. And I believe they're keeping an eye on us. So through prayer, prayer and everything that's going on, and I've, I can't mention too much, but I've been hearing from Kalei's other friend half that things are looking up, it's going to get good. And I believe that when Kalei goes tomorrow, he's going to see victory. And um, yes, that's where I see a positive coming through. I, feel, I see victory. And um, that's the only only way to go because you can only go so far down, but when you go down, you got to come back up. And uh, I have trust in God that his hand is on Maui because, you know, we had, we had quite a bit of scare of hurricanes come our way and tsunamis. And, you know, it, it didn't really hurt us that much like it should. It, it's kind of like you could see it flowing back out and God's hand just lomi lomi the ocean. And I saw that many times where he lomi lomi and the, the waves stopped. And I thank God for saving Maui for a purpose. 
And I believe Maui will be the lighthouse for the nations. That that area that was burned in Lahaina will be a monument. I don't believe they're gonna, it's gonna be a monument and it'll be a lighthouse to go to the nations. A lot of people will come and they're gonna stand there and see the glory. And I believe something miraculous will happen out of this. Thank you. That's all Amen. I can say. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible mm-hmm. conversation. This spiritual energy, I agree with uh, Jim and Trina said in the chart, it, 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 the chat rather, it's just incredible. Everyone here is just so full of the spirit. God has definitely showed up for this uh, for this panel mm-hmm. tonight. It's absolutely amazing. Now, I, I'm going to turn it over to Eugene once again, but I, I just wanted to get some clarification because I might have missed it. I think I did earlier. Uh, and Colette mentioned it, and Colette, you just echoed it. What is going on this weekend uh, that you're looking forward to? Oh, what what event are we talking about? I'm celebrating with the queen. There's something they're celebrating. They're having a big luau. They, they, yeah, it's a celebration, an I announcement of something. Yeah, I, I, that's all I know. A celebration. Maybe Wayne, you know what's a celebration with the queen? That's yeah, anyone happening? feel free to jump in. Yeah, that's all I. Well, that's I, all. I that, uh, but I can out too. Yeah. One thing I would like to say though, before we, you know, wrap things up, and I forget, uh, I saw something posted on uh, Santa Surfing uh, yesterday. Uh, a pastor came on and he asked for prayers. Of apparently there was five suicides yesterday, and a friend working at one of the hubs informed me that a lot of the people or that come to the hub, some of them were just just inundated with depression. So the spirit uh, is still lingering around. So if you can just kind of keep them in prayer, they did enough. Yes. Appreciate that. Mahalo. Mahalo. Okay, Gene, let's go back to you. I think, uh, like I had said, Maui, we wanted to uh, hear from Maui Joy, but I think she's just here to uh, listen tonight. So um, there's so much more that we could say. We've been uh, live now for a couple of hours. So I'm thinking we might want to, uh, wrap it wrap it up at this point. Give everyone uh, the opportunity for some final thoughts if they want to leave us with some final thoughts. I mean, everyone tonight has just been incredible, like I've said so many times, but it's a good way to to wrap up a, a great conversation like this. So, Gene, let me hand it over to you, and then uh, you can sort of pass the baton around and uh, you know allow folks to say a few words before we wrap things up tonight, and I'll just put an end cap on it. So do you want me to do the history or no half time? Oh, I've got time. So if you if you want okay. to get into some of the Sorry, history, I'm sure. hearing so much pigeon English. I'm, I lived in the island, and of course, my instructor was Kamaina, so I keep slipping into it. It's hard. Yeah, not. yeah, go for it. I mean, you know, if you've got the time, and uh, I, I know folks want to hear about it, so go ahead. Uh, so you know, Colette, uh, Hawaiian and Portuguese, that they can talk to you all night, but they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's a Hawaiian Portuguese. (laughs) That's a Hawaiian statement. (laughs) So uh, anyway, um, the truth of the attack. Uh, Well, let's go to the truth of the history of Hawaii, of all of what's been going on. So we know that, you know, the various things have happened there. So, um, and the truth of the attack. Um, But incredibly bizarrely is to show you that this was planned from those that doubt it was pre-planned. How did a person known as Dr. Milestone, uh, sorry for the misspelling, uh, get a book out 
called Fire and Fury that talks about this fire in Maui. While the incident was occurring, and there's the link below for all of this book, are we to believe that he wrote this, got it edited, it was published, it got to Amazon and other distribution outlets, all while this was occurring in just hours? Uh, I'm sorry, impossible. Right. It had to be written and edited prior. This cannot be done that quickly. The book release date was August 10th. In the description, it states the book chronicles the events of August 8th through 11th. The, it's got a date after its release. Wow. How is that possible? When a massive fire swept across the island Maui, fueled by drought, heat, and hurricane winds. Interesting how they gathered information while the event was occurring, then wrote it, edited it, not even to mention the, you know, counting the proofing, the rewrites, and the edits, designed the cover, uh, it, you know, and then the cover says implement implications for climate change. Here we go again with this fake narrative. I've covered this in depth on my platform on genedeco.org and Deep Dice uh, of how just a bunch of baloney that is. Approval by Amazon was given, arranged for printing. Amazon does print on demand, so they don't have warehouses of copies sitting there. They're all ready to go. They did the marketing, then people purchased it, received it, that's some fast shipping through Kindle as an option, of course. They read it, and then they submitted reviews. Well, which reviews are negative? People are seeing the propaganda. You don't see those. You see the one-star reviews. Ta-da! Bestseller! <laughs> and within a few days of the fire itself, absolutely premeditated genocidal murder with a book covering it. Uh, you know, so... And Biden, what does he say on his way to the beach? No comment. And that's here in the links you see. Uh, does he send billions of dollars there? $700 a household. Uh, there's President Trump's announcement. Uh, you can go listen to that. He also mentions again, Palestine, who people are still living in toxic waste. What have we even done for them yet? President Joe Biden of the United States, all in caps, Inc., uh, you have a bankrupt corporation. That's why you can't do anything. So let's go ahead and go through the history of Hawaii. And I'll do this full document at another time. Um, so uh, regarding the history, and people are actually seeing it, so you can slow it down. The dark history of the evil done to the Hawaiian people, Hawaii's truth will set them free from their stolen past. This truth, I might say, is the same thing the Native Americans in the mainland have to say in Canada and all over the world. This is what the Khazarian Mafia do. Understandably, there's been a lot of talk about Hawaii lately, especially revolving around what is going to happen after they start rebuilding Maui. The dark history of how Hawaii was stolen from its native inhabitants is the same story throughout the history that begins with the arrival of missionaries with, quote, unquote, good intentions. They all get led down the paths of greed and corruption. The story ends with the devastation of the land, the oppression of the native peoples, and the outright theft of an entire country. Same for the mainland. They 
stole it from the natives. This is the dark history of Hawaii as well. American missionaries first arrived in Hawaii. They quickly amassed power. Same story again, building businesses and claiming arable land that they transformed into plantations. Same thing they're trying to do with Ukraine. They were closely with the Ali'i or sacred Hawaiian nobility, closely linked to the gods. The Ali'i appointed missionaries to government roles where they established helped establish Hawaii as a sovereign kingdom with a constitutional monarchy. So they get it start to rolling, they get it going towards them, but once certain business opportunities emerge, namely the prospects of exporting sugar to the US tariff-free, some of their descendants shifted positions. Oh, and Eric West asked how that happens. So I went through that already, how that happens. They formed a political group known as the, oh my goodness, here we go again, the Missionary Party, political groups forming and began plotting to annex Hawaii, bringing it under US control. Princess Leo Yukalani and her siblings were born into an elite family. In 1874, her brother Kala, Kawa, ascended the throne, but 13 years into his reign, the emerging threat crystallized. The missionary party called a meeting where an all-white, Hawaii, as they call it in Hawaii, in the, in the lands of the Hawaiians, militia surrounded and forced the king to sign new legislation. Here we go again, later called the Bayonet Constitution. Here it goes, Hawaii being stolen under force of arms. It stripped native Hawaiians of their rights, diminished the monarchy's power, and ceded control to this group of white businessmen. Four years later, King Kalakaua died heartbroken. Lilio Kalani prepared to fight. She assumed the throne. Despite death threats and rumors of uncertainty, Queen Lilio Kalani was determined to restore power to her people, an estimated two-thirds of whom had lost their voting rights. What is new, right? Flooded with requests for change, she authored a new constitution, but before she introduced it, the so-called Committee of Safety. Um, did we not just hear this in Lahaina? It's not safe. Oh my goodness! Just can't another inversion. Hmm. Yeah, same old talking points. A new organization that consisted of many missionary parties hatched another plot under the false pretense that the new constitution endangered American property and lives. Um, what about the Hawaiian people? They staged a coup. On January 17, 1893, more than 160 U.S. Marines marched to the palace where the Committee of Safety removed the Queen from office. Thousands of Hawaiian people protested, some wearing hatbands reading, Aloha Aina, or Love of the Nation. The alleged provisional government declared Hawaii a republic. Ugh. The following year, they proclaimed that Hawaiians couldn't vote or be government employees without signing a new oath of allegiance. You want to guess to whom that oath is? Many refused. The following year, some of Lilio Kalani supporters attempted a counter-revolution. The Republic responded brutally, jailing hundreds and sentencing six people to death in exchange for the release, their release the Republic made Lilio Kalani sign a document that claimed to relinquish her throne, and they imprisoned her in the palace under constant guard. She composed six songs expressing her love for her people and began making a patchwork quilt that told the story of her life. While she was only allowed news, 
that had been reviewed by her jailers, but her supporters often brought her bouquets from the garden she dedicated to them, wrapped in newspaper. <laughs> it's like she gets information. It was very clever. So after eight months, Lilio Kalani was placed under house arrest. As soon as it was lifted, she traveled to Washington, D.C. with Hawaiian nationalists and over 20,000 signatures. There, they successfully convinced Congress to halt the Republic's annexation treaty. But the following year, just coincidental, huh? The Spanish-American War began seeing Hawaii as a strategic military base. President William McKinley declared it as a U.S. territory on 7 July 1898, breaking international law and devastating Queen Lilio Kalani and her people. She spent the rest of her life petitioning for the restoration of her lands, Native Hawaiian rights, and national liberation. When she died in 1917, these dreams were unrealized. A member of the group that forced Queen Lilio Kalani out of office once declared, quote, if we are ever to have peace and annexation, the first thing to do is to obliterate the, plat, the past, quote in. That's what they always do. Let's rewrite history. Let's get rid of the truth. They failed at this school. Queen Lilio Kalani left a resilient legacy. Her commitment to her land and people never wavered. And many Hawaiians continue to fight in her memory. Speaking of Hawaii's children, Queen Lilio Kalani said, quote, it is for them that I would give the last drop of my blood, quote end. And this is source for many Hawaiians who have shared this with love and respect. So it's time for God's people, as Eric said, uh, the loving peoples of the world to stand up, wake up and stop this. We must get our lands and our governments back to the people. We, the people, reach out and make a difference. Thank you and God bless. And I would like to share some pictures from members of the Blessed for Service family. This is intellectual property. I'm sharing it here for Patriot, for the world to see. But if you want these, they are pro intellectual property of the Blessed for Service team, which, so here's some pictures of how Lahaina looked years ago, the incredible beauty of the islands. So thank you very much and God bless. Thank you, Patriot. Amazing, Gene. What a what a great way to to tie it all together. And that history is just absolutely amazing. You took us through that very succinctly. And I really do appreciate that. I appreciate everyone tonight. I'm really just I'm blown away by how powerful this panel has been. Hopefully the audience, all the folks out there who are listening, we've had quite a few people tune into our live stream over the past. Uh, I think we've been live for a little little over two hours and 15 minutes. We've had a great, great response so far. I think people are truly resonating with what they're hearing tonight. And ultimately, yes, we have to mobilize, but we also have to continue to pray for the people of Lahaina. And I have absolute faith that God has his hand. I agree completely with what Maui Linda said and so many others have echoed tonight that God has his hand on Lahaina, on Maui, on Hawaii, and that ultimately learning this history is just so key because it really ties into everything that we're fighting against everything that this war represents against the deep state, the way that Hawaii even became a territory, the true history that Gene just relayed to us, all of these pieces tie together in this complex puzzle that we continually build out every single time we get together. And as I said earlier, no doubt that God showed up for this conversation tonight. So 
I want to thank everybody once again on the panel. If any of you folks uh, have anything that you would like to leave the audience with tonight, you've been so powerful. No pressure, obviously, but I always like to give my guests that one last opportunity uh, just to to say something, to leave the audience with some final words. So uh, I guess, uh, Kalei, do you have anything you'd like to uh, to say to the audience before we part ways tonight? Uh, I'd like to say mahalo to everybody and Patriot and everyone that uh, was involved on this platform. Thank you all for listening and uh, being a part of it because we got to get this out. And uh, there's more to come. And uh, when I get back, I'll have more information on what and what is uh, going to come down the pike. So you all take care. God bless and aloha. God bless you as well, Kalei, and aloha. It was it was wonderful to meet you tonight, and I look forward to speaking with you again. So let's go over to uh, Colette. Go ahead. Okay. I just want to say thank you to everybody for encouraging me also. Such powerful words. And just keep praying and think positive and just keep victory, you know. And I believe this is going to be a good thing for our, the, the local people because it's time. And I, I don't ha I wish I had the letter. I had the letter the queen wrote for, I don't know where I put it, but all I remember is at the end, she said about the lands coming back to the children. She said that, you know, returning the lands back. And yeah, so I'm excited. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Colette. Amazing. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Let's go over to, uh, to Jim and to Trina. And I don't know if you folks still have anyone there with you on the line. If anyone would like to share some final thoughts with us. Thank you guys. I just want to say mahalo for all that you've done. And I wanted to share a thought as Eric was saying earlier, there's some standards around being on an Island. Linda had, when we first talked about the hurricane coming, she goes, no, 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 no. It does not have a Polynesian name. It will not hit the islands. And I thought, <laughs> interesting. She pointed that out. And then also, we can get more into this on the next one, but when Eric was talking about the wind, there's a standardization of wind speed versus wave ratio. That day, there was no waves up to a 50 mile an hour wind. Uh -huh. That was just another key. So when you're looking at a perspective, question it. Ask if you, if you believe you go into your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to give you intuition and they will answer those questions. And much like everyone here has been working and living from their heart. We just thank you all for that. Thank you for sharing. Much blessings to all. Blessings to you both as well. Thank you so much. Let's go over to... Um, uh, Patriot, I'm sorry. I, I cut off Trina. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wondering. I, I, I heard so, a little bit of uh, silence there. So I figured Trina was uh, you know, concurring with what you were saying. But go ahead, <laughs> Trina. Uh, I totally agree with him. But I just want to give all the praise, honor, and glory to the Holy Spirit and our Father mm -hmm. for weaving all of this together, that mm -hmm. all of our steps were ordered, and this was meant to be to come out in the public and bring awareness to it, and uh, I just, I just want to make that point that we are all connected through the Spirit. Amen. I couldn't agree more. Amen to that. Amen. And I, I think tonight was a perfect example of that. The energy that we're all feeling right now, I think we're going to be glowing with for, for quite some time after this. This is a, a truly powerful. Uh, so let's go over to uh, to Wayne. Go ahead. 
Hey, Patriot. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody again uh, who's digging uh, in on us. I uh, want to leave everybody with something to think about. Uh, there's a judge uh, presiding over uh, one of Trump's case, and she scheduled it for uh, the day before Super Tuesday. So if you do some research on that uh, particular judge, Tanya Chutnik, and uh, see who appointed her and how it would be affected if uh, how would her uh, appointment as a sitting district judge be interrupted by the person who appointed her. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, everybody. Mahalo. Mahalo, Wayne. Yeah, that's very interesting food for thought. Okay, well, let's go over to uh, Maui Linda. Go ahead. Okay. Aloha, everyone. That sounds like a Obama thing, eh, we? <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it's the truth, right? It's the truth. Yeah, I did my call. You can see it. See, this Hawaii not skin. So that's the whole difference with that one. But anyway, we are again, uh, Ohana, which is all of you out there. Right? I seen you or never see you. I don't know your name. I know your name by the spirit. Thank you very much. You all be blessed. Be safe. Until we meet again, and one day I pray that we get to meet physically, mm-hmm. and we all can put in it together, as mm-hmm. uh, my sister always say. She loves to decorate, and Kale likes to cook. I love to eat, you know, so that's a good thing. That's a good go, combination. Maybe Wayne, yeah. too. Wayne can give us a whole history. So we all, you know, have a whole lot. So as Donna, she has a whole lot to give to. So anyway, thank you, and I'll God bless all of God you. Bless God bless you. God bless you. You're all such amazing people. I mean, it's just amazing. This is such a such a gift, Gene. So once again, I'm just going to go back to you one more time to leave us with some final words and and just to say thank you again for for bringing this to me as 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 something that we you know that you wanted to do. Ultimately, everybody should know that this was really Gene's uh, Gene's doing, getting everybody together, all of these beautiful people that you've heard from tonight, and he honored me with asking me if I would, if I would be interested. And I said, absolutely. I mean, I, of course. And, and I, I just had no idea how powerful it was going to be. So thank you, Gene, once again, why don't you uh, wrap it up for us tonight? No, thank you. Could not do it without you, Patriot. And also Jim and Trina, thank you for getting all to all these people, to Eric West, to all of the Wayne and Clay and, you know, everybody here, uh, Joy and Colette and Linda and Donna and on and on. So mahalo. And lastly, none of us could do this without the one and only God of all creation. Amen. Thank you, God, for your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that, I'd like to say, Godspeed. This will be done. The truth will come out. This We will stand. We will be heard. We will not be silenced, and we will not go into the dark without a fight. And we're going to take it to you. We're going to come to the islands where people are going to show up at the courts, wherever we need to be. Uh, peacefully gather by the Constitution. We have the right to do that. I'm so, don't saying take up arms and law into your own hands. I'm saying let the military do that, as Wayne said, has to be through the military. You know, I read out the uh, act under the, uh, uh, the law of war manual that's coming. It's coming. Uh, know that God has us in his hand and it will be done. Mm-hmm. God does never lose. Godspeed and God bless. Thank you, Patriot. Mm-hmm.
Absolutely. God bless. I amen a million times. Well, thank you, everybody. Once again, I completely concur with Gene's final words. God has his hand on yes. all of us. And I also agree with what Maui, I believe it was what Maui Linda said a, a few moments ago, that uh, ultimately, well, actually, it may have been quite a while ago. It's uh, It's gone by so quickly. But uh, when you talked about Maui being really a, a, a Lahaina specifically being a monument, being a, something that we're always going to remember, a, a rallying point for uh, for so many of the battles in this war, I have I I have this innate feeling that what you're saying is just unbelievably it's resonating with me. Like yes, this this is going to be an area that's going to be hallowed ground that people are going to remember for many many generations to come. And what we're doing tonight, I think, is a great service to humanity. And that ultimately what, you know, what Gene said, what brought us all together ultimately at the end of the day is our love and our connection to our father in heaven and our savior, Jesus Christ. So I thank everybody out there for listening tonight. Continue to pray for Lahaina, continue to pray for everyone that's been affected by this unbelievable tragedy. And as more updates become available, certainly we'll bring you more information as we love to do. It's our honor to do this. God bless and Godspeed, everyone. Patriot out.